Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The following program has been pre-recorded. Thanks for tuning in this weekend to Let's Talk Portland, Odyssey Portland's weekly public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. The mission of the Union Gospel Mission is feeding the hungry, restoring the addict, and loving our neighbor since 1927. They're always doing great work. Let's talk about it. On the show this time, I'd like to welcome Jason Christensen. Jason is the Executive Director of Union Gospel Mission Portland. Hey there, Jason. Welcome to Let's Talk Portland. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, so how are things at the Union Gospel Mission right now? Well, they are busy. Uh, you know, there, there's uh, no, no end of need out there, and, and, um, and so uh, we find ourselves uh, really engaged and involved in working mostly with the houseless community. Uh, gearing up for summer stuff, what, what, what do you guys do in the summer? Well, you know, the important thing is to help people who are, you know, trying to enter the elements. You know, we just had a pretty hot weekend in that. And so just doing, you know, getting out in the camps and making, you know, well checks, making sure people are hydrated, um, got clean, you know, clean changes of clothes and that. Uh, make sure they can uh, withstand the elements out there. Do you guys provide a, a cooling shelter at all? We don't, unfortunately. Well, the, the water is um, always a good thing, though. Yeah, I mean, and, and so we're out six nights a week for our search and rescue program. Uh, we have two staff and two volunteers that go out in the camps, and we uh, interact with about 90 to 120 uh, houseless people every night. And so um, they know that they can come up and get hydrated, um, like I said, and, you know, clean changes of clean you know, socks and things like that um, to, again, get to the elements. What parts of town does Search and Rescue um, mainly go to, or is it kind of all over the place? It's all over. Yeah, we are all over the Portland metro area. Yeah, and that's and I, we've talked about Search and Rescue in the past, and it's a really great program because you really gain the trust of the people you're you're trying to help. Well, and it is about relationship, uh, and some you know relationships start sometimes with a bottle of water, or a cup of coffee, or a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Uh, but uh, you know what has always struck me, uh, I've been moved by, is when I see volunteers. Um, and staff when they go into camps that they know campers on a first name basis and the campers know them. And, um, you know, that's one of the keys to um, helping people come out of the camps uh, because trust is such a big thing. And um, whatever people have experienced in their lives, they they find themselves typically distrustful of others. And if they can trust someone to help them get out of their situation, uh, all the better. Uh, what I'm really proud of is the fact that our search and rescue team helped 300 people last year 
get out of camps, out of their cars, and into permanent supportive housing. Um, that's almost 25 people a month. Um, that's pretty incredible. That is really incredible. Yeah, you need to shout that well, from the rooftops. Well, and I think, you know, and, and it's, 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 you know, I know there's, there's some really good efforts going on, uh, you know, through the joint office and that. And I know there are plans for the six small villages, uh, you know, that's going to that's going to help 300 to 400 people get out of camps and into those villages. Um, we just happen to do the same amount. We're just one little small organization. <laughs> um so, uh, I, I'm, you know, we do it with volunteers. We do it with hearts. And um, and so I'm really proud of that fact that we can help folks. I mean, it, given the overall numbers, it might, it might seem like, you know, uh, a small amount. But for those 300 lives, it's important to them. Well, what's great is to be on the other side and look and see, okay, wow, the, the homeless problem seems to be not certainly getting any better and probably feels like it's even getting a little bit worse. But then when you hear success stories where it is getting better, you guys are really making a difference. We're trying. And, you know, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because, um, you know, we, we looked at the point in time study and I think for all the homeless service providers in, in government, we, it confirmed all our suspicions, you know, this is conducted every two years. So the last study was done pre COVID and sure enough, uh, COVID and, and, you know, all the unrest that happened increased the homeless population by over 2,000 in the Tri-County area. And um, just based upon those numbers, um, you know, that's, that's an additional six to 700 women that we know are out on the streets uh, or out of camps or living in their cars. And that's, a, that's an important uh, ministry for us. Uh, is to serve women and children, which is why we have started our um, Journey Home campaign to build a new facility and expand our shelter for women and their children. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that next. You guys have just broken ground on this, right? We did last Wednesday, yeah. It's very exciting. Um, it's uh, it's going to allow us to more than double our capacity. Right now, we can host you know, 15, up to 15 women and 20 kids, um, and we are right about there. <laughs> Um, this new facility will allow us um, to serve uh, 52 uh, women and 48 children. So more than double what we're doing right now. Wow, that's amazing. Um, you said you just broke ground about a week ago, a week and a half ago. Um, when do you expect to have it finished? Uh, next fall. It'll be the fall of 2023. Well, that's actually kind of a quick turnaround. Or does it, does is, it seem yeah, quick to you? <laughs> Maybe that doesn't seem it quick does. to you. Well, and, and people have been you know, we've very quietly been going about this. And uh, what's been amazing is um, people have seen the merit in this project. And um, so it's it's just around 18 million. And so far we've raised 14 and a half million. So we're more than 80% there, you know, and so we just went public with this campaign last Wednesday. And to be uh, over 80% there is a real accomplishment. So we're close to the finish line in terms of funding for it. And um, uh, we're very excited about that. But just um, just uh, the response that we've had from investors in the project has been phenomenal. Uh, we received our largest grant ever, uh, and it came from the Murdoch Trust, and it was their largest grant they ever distributed. So we just received a $3 million um, gift from them to help us get closer to that finish line. We're very excited about that. Is this new life change community for women and children, is it an addition to where the current one is, or is this a whole new location? 
it'll be a whole new location. And uh, we, we currently lease the building where we are. Um, and so the nice thing about having the new building that we will own free and clear is that we're not spending money on rent. Uh, we're not spending money on upkeep of a, of an, a very aging building. Uh, and that'll allow us to direct those resources to staff and services for the women in our program. We're talking today with Jason Christensen, Executive Director of the Union Gospel Mission Portland. Now, Jason, with the Life Change Community for Women and Children, that's going to be opening in the fall of 2023, I think you said. Is that right? Yes, uh, the new one. Tell me about the services that you provide at at probably the new location and and the current location. So, yeah, I'm I'm glad you asked that. Um, You know, first and foremost is, is we want to pull women and their children out of the vortex of domestic violence, poverty, hustlessness, and addiction. Um, 93% of the women that come into our program are victims of domestic violence. So first and foremost is providing a safe place for them, uh, a place where they can rest, they don't have to worry um, about what potential harm may come to them or their children. Uh, Once they get settled in and get comfortable in that, we begin working on a lot of the trauma issues that they've experienced. Um, Some come to us with addiction issues, So maintaining their sobriety um, is a key element. And then work therapy, uh, getting some, you know, prepared for the workforce, honing their skills uh, so that they can go out and and live an independent life. Um, What we have found is um, compared to our men's program, and it's, it's, it's just, it's just different, different attitudes and approaches, but we have found that women in our program are far more successful and more eager to complete their program, uh, mostly because they have kids and uh, they want to be out on their own living independently. Uh, And so uh, that's why we believe that our program is a great investment for people who want to care for the houses is is women, one, are the most vulnerable population out there, two, also have demonstrated the highest rate of success in terms of recovery. Well, that's really great news to hear. Yeah, that's fantastic. Do you serve only women with children at this location? Uh, no, there, we also have, you know, yeah, um, women without children as well. Yeah. Okay. Tell me about some of the safety precautions you have in place. Um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm glad you bring that up because, you know, we had an issue. Uh, we had, uh, we actually had a, a former spouse, um, um, violate parole and, and was a fugitive and was stalking one of our residents. Um, and uh, we have good, good, solid lockdown procedures. We have very well-trained staff. Um, and so, um, you know, it, it's just looking out after each other, uh, keeping an eye on things. And um, you know, again, again, with the lockdown safety procedures that we have, our women are safe there where they're, they're located. And we've had uh, great uh, support from local law enforcement as well. They know where we are, where we're located. They know that the, there's a potential for risk of harm, and so they, they, they look out for us as well. I want to hear about some of the camaraderie that uh, the women get between each other and their families. They become a whole new community, I would imagine. They do, and you know, that's key to recovery. Um, uh, you know, you see in some, in some resi- you know, some uh, shelter settings, you know, people have their, you know, they got their individual rooms and our, our women do, they have their own individual rooms, but then they're left to their own. In our place, it's not like that. You know, we have community meeting every morning uh, where they gather uh, together and they go over what's going on. 
their coursework for the day because they do have classes. Um, but also, you know, if, uh, you know, somebody is doing something really well, they want to praise a resident. If somebody's struggling with something, they want to support them. Somebody is not doing right by the community. They want to hold them accountable. Um, there is uh, something to be said about peer-influenced recovery. And, um, and and we believe that community living uh, is essential um, in, to our residents' success. I would also imagine that's a pretty great and positive environment for the children to be in and to be seeing. We call it happy noise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the kids, uh, the kids, the kids are great. And, uh, you know, we, we're, we're at 19 children. We'll be at 20, uh, uh, next month and that, um, but yeah, uh, we, we find that the kids, you know, they've, they've gone through, they, they, they share something in common. They've all experienced some form of trauma. Um, and so, uh, it's, it's, it's really sweet to see how the children will kind of look after and support each other. Yeah, I was kind of wondering if the kids ever, do you ever witness them getting together and kind of talking about what they've been through? You know, do they share with each other? Uh, they do. They do. Uh, you know, and of course, they, they receive they receive counseling services. We have that available for them in addition to their mothers. Um, so that's there. Um, but we do have groups uh, where they can get together. Um, it might just be play. It might, it might be play therapy. Um, they might do a field excursion. Get out, you know, to see a movie or play laser tag, something like that. But yeah, they, they, we want to afford them all the things that uh, other kids experience in life themselves. And I, I, I'm assuming there's plenty of fun to be had by the kids. So it sounds like you've got laser tag at least and things like that going on. <laughs> oh, and and it seemed like Christmas lasted a week. I'm almost sure it did. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, and that you know we're getting ready to do a camp out, um, um, so that'll be fun to get out in the tents and be underneath the stars for them. And what about kids uh, during the school year? What do they do then? They go to, they go to school. And, um, you know, one thing that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of is, um, in, 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 you see, it's certainly kids that come from a, a houseless setting. They tend to be one or two grades behind. Um, what we, what the feedback that we got from Beaverton schools is that our children were a, uh, above average in terms of performance in how they were testing, how they were scoring in their grades and that. And, you know, a lot of that has to do with uh, the number of mentor, volu- the volunteer tutors that we have that come in, um, in, in, you know, our, our children's assistance center. Um, we had a teacher that was coming in during, when they were working, doing school remotely. We had a teacher who was in every day that was helping with that. So um, we're pretty proud of the fact that, these are well-adjusted kids who can perform well academically in spite of the trauma that they've been through. Yeah, that's great to hear. In spite of. I like hearing that. We're talking today with Jason Christensen, Executive Director of the Union Gospel Mission Portland. Now, the new Life Change Community for Women and Children, uh, it's going to open in the fall of 2023. I want to hear about the staff and the volunteers that are helping you out with this project. Uh, yeah, uh, so, you know, we we will have to expand staff. Um, but like I said, the, the cost savings that we will experience by having a new building and not renting and that will allow us to hire um, additional staff in there. Um, we have case managers and we have um, we have therapists that uh, are, are um, uh, at avail. And then um, and then we're bringing on an addictions counselor um, uh, later this summer uh, that can help with recovery issues. Volunteers are um, 
another important element um, to the program, whether it's tutoring, uh, sometimes it's mentoring the women, tutoring the kids. Uh, we sometimes need help uh, in the kitchen. Um, when we do the big meals, like for Christmas and Easter and Thanksgiving, uh, we can always use, use help with that. Um, you know, we have a pretty... Um, pretty a strong screening process uh it's a lot different uh say if you wanted to volunteer to bag lunches at our downtown facility versus um mentoring women and children at our women and children's facility um there's a there's a you know background check that goes with that an interview process and that and then we'll see where we can uh, properly slot people but we can always use volunteers and if folks are interested in that, they can go to our website um, at ugmportland.org and look at all the different volunteer opportunities that are available. That's really great. Yeah, volunteers. Portland and the surrounding area, we have some amazing volunteers in this area. People are always willing to help out. Well, and in, in, in without volunteers, we wouldn't be able to do it. I mean, it's, it's just that simple. I, and I, you know, as I was mentioning earlier about our search and rescue program, we have at least two volunteers at night that go with two staff out on out on our visits to the camps and that. And um it's volunteers that make that happen. It's, it's the volunteers that were instrumental in getting those 300 people off the streets last year. Tell me about some of the other services that Union Gospel Mission provides. Well, and we have our Operation Overcoat coming up this fall, uh, which provides, you know, new boots um, and coats and, and, and warm clothing for people who are houseless. Um, one thing that's been uh, really neat has been partnering with organizations like Central Nazarene Church where we have um, um, provided cold weather shelter um, for folks over on the east side. Um, last, just this last season, uh, from November through uh, May, um, we served 528 unique individuals. Um, people were able to come in, get off the streets, and that. And I was just, you know, learned the story of um, of a woman who was using our shelter services. Um, Hard work. She worked two jobs. She was working at CBS, and I can't remember where else she was working. Um, but, you know, it was difficult for her to come up with first and last month's rent to get an apartment. And so she was utilizing our shelter at Central Nazarene Church to save money to be able to get to where she is now. Um, and so, you know, it's sometimes those little things that, again, where we can help people just get that step up. Uh, and then that next level of self-sufficiency um, is what we pride ourselves on. So, you know, partnering with organizations like Central Nazarene Church or uh, Park Rose United Church of Christ is another one that we're working with. Uh, we do shower ministry for them. We provide showers for the houseless that are staying out there. Tell me about some of the outreach programs that Union Gospel Mission has. How do how do people find you and get help with your services? Well, you know, it, it's... it's uh, it, it's kind of more of a matter of, uh, uh, you know, it's just us going out through search and rescue. We meet them where they are. Um, it's not always easy to get, you know, need to get to our downtown facility if you're, if you're living out on a camp near 82nd, you know. Um, and so by our visiting the camps, um, you know, and what we will, we've had, we've, we've had that happen uh, where somebody's literally said, I'm ready to come in and, They'll get in the van that night, and we'll bring them in. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it's 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 uh, it's mostly you know word of mouth, and people know uh, they know which days we're going to be coming out by there. And again, if they've been there long enough, they will often know the names of the people um, that are volunteers and our staff that are out there. 
But, uh, Jason, can you kind of tell us the story of what it is like for that person who finally says, okay, I need your help. Tell me about what that's like for them. Well, and it's, 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 uh, it's not all, you know, all that often, you know, um, cause I'll tell you one of the biggest challenges that, that we face or the biggest barriers for people coming in, uh, is the addiction and mental health problems. And, um, uh, you know, some of um, my peer organizations, they will echo um, this lament is this new strain of, you know, fentanyl-laced meth that's going around is really damaging and it is creating more volatility in people. Um, it's exacerbating uh, schizophrenic disorders with folks. And so it's making it harder for service providers to engage people. Um but, you know, we, we all do what we can um, uh, to try to get somebody um, to a position to where they can come into uh, into life change and get services. Uh, we're kind of, um, um, with search and rescue, we're, it's very much frontline. Um, but if you look at if you look at, if you, I use it as a metaphor, as a ladder towards self-sufficiency, our life change program is probably three or four rungs up the ladder. And so there's in between. And so there are other solid organizations like the Portland Rescue Mission or Blanchet House that are meeting people kind of in that in between. They're somewhere between, you know, living in a camp versus going into a more high barrier setting. Uh, and by high barrier, I mean, they detox, you know, it's a clean and sober environment you cannot use um, um, in that a lot of your mental health issues, uh, you're not you're not in a severe case where you're on, you know, heavy psychotropic drugs, things like that. Um, and so uh, I think there's a, you know, a, a good continuum of services. It may not be with one agency like ours. We, we provide a couple of niche programs, but there are other good organizations, like I said, like Portland Rescue Mission or Blanche House that are meeting that in between as well. Jason, you're still kind of the new kid on the block with the Union Gospel Mission Portland. You've been there about, about a year and a half now? Just a year, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so in that amount of time, um, do you have a success story you could share with us? Gosh, um, yeah, I mean, um, I, I, there was a woman, I remember when I first, when I first came uh, there, and there was a woman who um, was parked across the street, and her name was Rachel, and um, severe mental illness, uh, and it was just heartbreaking because when you'd walk in, you'd hear her scream, and I, I know the amount of energy you know, I, I, I can only imagine the amount of energy it took for her to do one scream, but it was like every 30 seconds. And um, she was just deeply troubled. It was, it was really sad. And um, I, I like the fact that we have female outreach workers to where uh, people who are, for, for females who are out on the street, they might be a little more trusting of a female outreach worker. And so we had uh, Kim as one of our outreach workers worked with her and we were able to get her um, admitted to mental health services. Uh, we were able to get her off the streets. And so, um, you know, that, that kind of that silence of not hearing Rachel scream anymore um, was nice. To, and it was even better knowing that she was getting the care that she needed and deserved. Um, that's one of them. But, you know, there's, there's, 
there's 300 others, like I said, that I could, you know, uh, that our search and rescue was able to help, like I said, get out of the camps and get out of the cars and get into supportive housing. So, you know, we, whether it's getting mental health services or just in, in regular housing, um, you know, there's been a, a lot of, a lot of success that I've been able to witness over this last year. That's great. Um, there, like we talked about a little bit earlier, you said there's some pretty good volunteer opportunities and people can get information about volunteering at ugmportland.org. But I want to hear about uh, maybe some things last minute or so that we have here, some things that you could use at the Union Gospel Mission, donated items maybe. Uh, yeah, you know, we could always use socks and underwear, brand new clean, uh, socks and uh, underwear. That's always um, uh, helpful to have that. Uh, we can always use that. Uh, gently used coats and boots uh, we'll certainly need, and we'll start doing collection for that in September with our Operation Overcoat. Um, but if people want to come, I mean, we've been very blessed to, uh, we operate a thrift store um, uh, off Pacific Highway over in Tigard, and uh, it also serves as a work therapy program for our men's program. So the men get, uh, you know, they get a chance to work over there. And uh, we can always use help with sorting clothes. Uh, we've been very fortunate to have people uh, donating to our thrift store and that. Um, if you want something entry level like that, or we can always use help assembling um, uh, the, the box lunches um, and meals that we distribute in the afternoons or that we take out on search and rescue. So it, it, there's a whole range of, it, it, it's up to the volunteer as to what level of engagement they want to, uh, to come in and, and uh, get involved with. Um, you know, it, it, to something as, as deep and intimate as going out on search and rescue and going into the camps or being a mentor or being a tutor in our women's program. Union Gospel Mission, always doing great work. Jason, thank, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me and uh, let, me, let me share our story. We've been talking today with Jason Christensen, Executive Director of the Union Gospel Mission Portland. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just search for Let's Talk Portland on the Odyssey app. Let's Talk Portland is an Odyssey Portland public affairs program. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.